0: a little wider. Prince Moore, back for Marshall the footwork the welcome ladies and gents back once again with another episode of the supercoach tragics podcast I'm your host Dan coach of the resurgent but donkey donk fresh off a good week with me tonight we have Glenn Glenn Matt how was your week
1: yeah, not too bad, mate. I mean, I had Walker. I brought Walker in this week, so that was a pretty sad thing. But I still went up uh, 1,200 places somehow. So, um, yeah, I managed to Captain Hines. I think that kind of saved
0: my week. Yeah, no, it's good, mate. Well, I think um you're having a bit of trouble with your 5.8 at the moment, aren't you, <laughs> <laughs> last week, this week?
1: It's in and out and out and in. It's just stick on a couple and settle, something. Just what am I doing <laughs>
0: might start calling you Newcastle Knights, mate. You need to get your five, mate, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> and returning with us again tonight, we have Broad, Broad, mate, how was your week?
2: Yeah, it's a pretty good week, mate, but obviously you still got a get to go to get up in the top, so we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, well, I think, well, I think it's all the only way up for me and you at the moment. We're pretty low on the ranks, I think. You're just ahead of me. So um, well, with me, I had a much better week. I got 11.99, um, Captain Hines, so... Um, stuck strong with that plan. I think there was a few uh, errors I could have made during the week, but uh, luckily uh, I was sticking true to my plan to try and win my head-to-heads because my plan was to go uh, for feeder to firmer to free up some cash. And I decided against it because my head-to-head had him. And then I was going to go Munster to Cody Walker, but my head-to-head captain Munster, and I thought I can't miss out if he goes big. So I kept Munster. So I ended up uh, doing pretty well for myself at 11.99. So um, I ended up going up 20,000 ranks, which... Uh, is quite a lot but it's still just scraped into the top 50k so only ways up for me so moving on as, as usual we'll start with the news Glenn anything out there we need to know
1: yeah there's a few things mate I just say maybe I should look at my head to head you know I don't I wouldn't have a clue week to week who I play in head to head but I literally wouldn't have an idea people always say to me oh I played you in head to head this week you got lucky and I'm like I didn't even know I was playing you mate
0: <laughs> yeah, just just quietly. Oh, yeah, I had your head-to-head this week, man. I smashed you. So. Oh, you oh, there in you the, go. In the admin. <laughs> there you go.
1: Uh, all right, so the news this week, guys. Uh, so Latrell Mitchell's out for eight weeks, which brings in Blake Tafe to the fullback back position. Uh, Wacker Blake is also out indefinitely with a knee injury, which moves Pennicini to the left wing. Um, Milford has been... Had all his charges have been dropped, and uh, then Noah wants to do their own investigation. But there are some discussions around him coming back. Hass has only got one week, so for Hass owners, just frame on the pine for a week. Um, Graham back seven or eight, so I don't even know what that is. Uh, Monassi is out with an elbow indefinitely, uh, and Young also from the Knights out with a knee injury indefinitely. Uh, the Hammer returns round seven, knee. James Noah Brown HIA, so he returns. He's got one. He's not in this week, so he's out for the week. Uh, Tico out with a calf. Beryl's uh, returns for the Roosters. Uh, Montoya has got a four-week suspension for that little gaff he had the other day. Um, and the Tigers have dropped Little and Gildar. Uh Toa gets a wing spot. Garner into centre, and Brooks to six. Hastings returns to the seven role instead of six. He's coming in as the halfback. Um, Junior Polo. Um, Insanely, got 10 minutes in for what I didn't think was anything, but anyway, regardless, he's also been suspended. And uh, there's some late news. I don't know if this is true, guys, but I'll give it to you anyway. Uh, Randall and Crossland, possible COVID news. I actually heard from someone that not Crossland, but definitely Randall. But until I've had that confirmed, I'll, I'll put it on our page if that be true. And the last one is that Ivan Cleary and Nathan Cleary, resigned with for five years with the Panthers, and um, Claim there's going to be a dynasty, the Panther boys. So we'll see how that rocks out. It's a good signing. And
2: that's the news. Well, if Randall's out. I'm screwed. (laughs) See you next week. (laughs) Bench is looking thin. Is it? Oh, we'll have a look at your side
1: later, Brody. We'll see what you can work out. You said you got uh, Snyder and Ilias, haven't you? Yeah, I'm playing both of them, mate. Yeah, well, I think Sorry. there's two plays there. You fall back, and then oh yeah, because of house, you've probably got a bit of struggles around your front row.
2: Yeah, that's all right. We'll talk about that
0: later. Well, uh, yeah, with the with the, obviously the COVID news there, that's only fresh, uh, very early, non confirmed stuff. So um, obviously, you keep an eye on our page there. We'll uh, as soon as we know, we'll put it up there. Glenn will throw it up there for us. Um, so just something to keep an eye out for, guys. Um. I think I wasn't planning on playing Randall this week anyway, but uh, just in case, all good. All right, guys, so we're going to go a little bit different tonight. We're going to talk about uh, trade targets a different way. I think it's uh, a bit repetitive going over the positions every single week. So we're going to start off with, uh, I'm going to talk about the most traded in players this week. And we're going to just uh, pretty much have a bit of conversation about whether we agree with those trades or not. So obviously on the traded in list here, number one, 8,000 trades in this week are cooler at 175K with a minus seven break even. Um, I can see the merit in holding off a week because he has that four and his rolling overage. But I also know that a lot of people are trying to free up cash to get some guns in. So I'm, I'm personally in the latter. I'm actually getting him in this week and I'll be freeing up some cash to get in some much better guns, especially with the news that has out. I need, um, I, I need to get a – I had a very weak front row uh, with only Hass was my only gun. So this way now I can actually have two guns in the front row with Hass out and keep him. Your thoughts, Glenn?
1: Koala from Manly you're talking about, mate, the centre wing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. okay. Well, it's his third game from my understanding and he's got a negative break-even. I think it's only low, four?
0: Yeah, it's uh, minus seven his break-even. Right.
1: So, so I mean, yeah. I mean, if you want to get him probably the week to jump on. I mean, we're, we're pretty short on centre wing's at that price, and center wings make money pretty quickly, so yeah, I would say he's a buy. Jump on
0: your thoughts, Brod?
2: Yeah, I need to, mate. Um, mm. especially that you know, three more center wings aren't playing at the moment. Um, and I lost Guild Art this week, so um, mm. to strengthen up the areas that I was selling, um, yeah, I had to go Koala. so... Yeah, well,
0: I made my thoughts pretty clear. I need to get him in to build up some cash there. So next on the list uh, with 7,000 trades in this week is uh, Taff from the um, Rabbitohs. So I can see um, why people are doing this. Obviously, in a high upside team with a great draw and job security for essentially eight weeks, which is uh, pretty solid. Um, but I personally am going to hold off because I can't find the person that I want trade to trade from. Um, I've got Schneider there, who would be the logical sense, but he's also making cash. And we also have another week to um, – because he's only got 39 in that first game he played off the bench. So um, we definitely got another week there to wait. Glenn?
1: Well, what I'm seeing is people are swapping Tedesco to Tate or Schneider to Tate. I'm just going to say straight out, that's stupid. Just don't do that. I mean, both – both. I mean, Schneider plays to buy around. Schneider's playing – he's doing very well, um, you know, just in base alone. And Tedesco is a proven gun and he will come good. And he's playing the Warriors who do leaks. So, I mean, I think that's crazy. But if you was to own someone like a Walker, um, a Dearden, um, a Latrell Mitchell, or one of those kind of type-like players, and you're looking to, you know, go down, go up, you know, there's a perfect opportunity there for you to trade down to TAFE and use that money to invest somewhere else in your field where you might be weak, i.e. centre wing. You know, some people are... Struggling in that area with so
0: many being out at different, you know, we've lost a few. Mm, yeah, that's
2: true. Rod? Yeah, I'm the same, mate. You know, I got a high in Snyder um, and then the big two pullbacks, so I can't justify selling him. Um, and if I did buy him this week, it'd be for a trade boost, and I don't see the logical choice in that. So, you know, I'll see another week. Um, you know, we all know how injuries are, so if my them goes down, then I'll pick him up next week. But if not, I'll probably miss out on, on him unless he, you know, has a cracking game and his break even's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm just
1: run a full disclosure here, by the way. Like I, I saw a post uh, on Twitter the other day against Tim. Tim actually posted he was making a trade, then changed it. The Tim and <laughs> changed it last minute. Look, sometimes things change. And what happened last week was Koala was named and then was ruled out. So, I mean, and I'm going to make, I'm actually going to tape this week, but my setup's a little different. So I have Tedesco, I have R. Puppenhausen, I have Hines, I have Ilias, but I also have um, Brown and Walker and I'm not happy with Walker. So I'm actually going to sell Walker this week to tape.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm looking at probably getting tape in. Um, I, th- I'm, I think we had the luxury of waiting a week. Um, so that way I can see what's not, Because I won't be going Teddy. I, it's just insane to me. Um I understand why people are doing it, um, but I think they need to be a bit more patient. It's more of a rage trade, that one, when he, that, with that small score. He's had that one bad score, really. Like He's been getting 64s and 84s. I think with his draw coming up, he's going to start, yeah, 10 off again. Um, so I'll, I'll, look, I'll probably be going Schneider to him potentially next week, uh, but it all depends on what happens. If Schneider tears it up and gets, another, gets a 60 or an 80 or something like that, his break-even is going to stay really low. And like... You mentioned uh, before the podcast started that uh, he's a buy player as well. And we're going to trade uh to Taff who isn't playing that first bye. So, yeah. And I know it's only early days, but we still need to start playing for that. For example, I've got 10 players that are playing the buy route um, right now in my team. So I know I'm pretty safe to go Schneider to him because having 10 at this stage, is I'm, I'm feeling safe. Um, I think going that 14 is the target I'll be going for more than likely. But yeah.
1: If I had Snyder there too, I'd be suggesting that you take him up to as high as you can get him and then get yourself to another, you know, gun like a monster or a Cleary or whatever it is you're trying to get as your secondary.
0: Yeah, well you can look at like for example, if I see you no know, Taft this week gets a, a forty or a fifty, then Snyder gets a fifty. I if I can go to I can go to Taft, but then Yep. I'm going to get the same result with the break-even as without using the trade by staying with Schneider. Yep. So this is why I like the luxury of actually staying strong with what I've got. Um, next on the list, uh, 5K, people traded him in, break-even at 9. That's Brody Jones from Newcastle Knights, uh, price of 275. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Glenn?
1: I don't like that one as much. I, I don't dislike it. Well, so if you're trading down someone like a Nanai, or uh, Elise Katoa, you know, especially Elise Katoa, who's about to lose money, and again, you're looking for money to go elsewhere. Then Brodie James is a buy. Put him on your bench, not a play in your 17, and you can use that money to up, and he will make you money. But in my opinion, um, I don't like it. The job security there's not great. I mean, you know, there's Barnett's out to 10, um, but there are players to come back into that side. Barnett Fitzy. you know, there's a few.
0: Hmm. Yeah, no, my thoughts on that are um, like you said. Uh, we've got players coming back. Um, the, other, the other thing as well is he's not going to be that guy that makes cash fast. He's actually a slow burn. And we have, as we discussed in our preseason podcast, that we don't really want slow burners in that second row position. And if he is a slow burner that had long long security, long job security, for example, you might be able to justify it. But he was only there for, say, four more weeks, for example. Uh, you're not going to get much money out of him. It's a wasted trade, I believe. In saying that, I actually like the look of him more, a lot better in game two than he did in game one. Um, he was more involved He gets to that work And I was actually a little happy with how he played But I'm happy to miss this one actually uh, I, the, the only reason I would do this trade Would be for myself personally Is um, if Cooler gets ruled out um, And I need to get uh, Another centre wing to play Because I've got three NPR centre wings at the moment With my, so, um, And I need to trade Cooler in To get that cash to get to my uh, Gun front rower um, Broad, your thoughts on Brody Jones, mate who? Bro, uh, Brody Jones
2: No, who, bud? <laughs> no, there's no way I've touched him, mate yeah. hmm. <laughs> He's, uh Yeah Look, The only thing he's got going for him Is that every single Knights player is about to fall down With an injury um, I see Brody Jones playing fullback In four weeks, that's how bad they're going So <laughs> He
0: might be the but, hooker this week, mate <laughs> Well,
2: you're going to have to sell Randall, so Um uh, yeah, no, I don't, don't think he's a go, especially at this start of the season. You know, if he started the season in that position, then yeah, but we're looking for a bit more money makers slash points at this stage. So, yeah. Uh, but hopefully, so that, you know, helps us get up a couple more thousand positions with the people that bought him. So, that's it.
0: Well, one player um, I know that you're keen on broad, and that's, he's the next most traded in with 4,000 trade ins, and that's uh, Joey Manu. Uh, 652,000. Is it a bit too late? Have you missed the boat on that?
2: Look, I'd love to say yes, but mm. we know that he can keep pumping out those scores of 80. Mm. Uh, I'm just upset that I didn't buy him or Kelly. Mm. Um, you know, that's the one that got away from me this year. He's actually getting the points that he deserves. Mm. Um, that's not going to Teddy this year. Yeah, Thanks, the Thanks for I have- us.
0: I had a theory with uh, man, uh, with uh, Manu is in those harder matchups. I know last week was against the Broncos, and then it, it's not really considered a harder matchup, but it was a very close game, and end up being down to the wire. I believe in those harder games, he's actually a better player than, than in the easy games. Yeah. Uh, he actually steps up, and he puts so much effort in, and he does. He puts it all on himself to do all those uh, those uh, tackle busts and tries to score tries himself. So I believe that he's actually a better play in those tougher matchups, And with their run being a bit easier, I can see those points dropping off. That's just my little bold prediction, I guess, right there. Uh, Glenn, your thoughts on Manu?
1: What I have noticed this year is the centres are scoring better than the wingers did last year. So that's the upside on Manu. The problem with Manu, and you pointed it out already, is the price. There are players that you can buy, like May, Targo and you know that are doing Their job a lot cheaper and if you look a little harder You'll find there's players like Campbell Graham And, and a whole stack of others in who have Got much better draws do you know what I mean I mean the Roosters actually have a really nice draw and the Upside to him is he plays in the buy and Not only will he play in the buy round he likely plays Fullback for the Roosters in the buy round mm-hmm. uh, And they do play the first buy so There's a couple of upsides to if you own Him don't sell him I personally Think though there's others you can Buy and and use that other money Left over to upgrade elsewhere
2: Totally agree. So, yeah, like, like you said, Glennie, like, you know, he plays that by round. He's got a break even of minus 14. Um, but then you go to your point, Danny's playing better against the hard teams, and the next three are Warriors, Dragons, and Bulldogs. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if he does do what he's been doing, he could drop a fair bit of money and still, you know, we, we could be picking him up for 500 for that by round. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? Can someone tell him to teach Teddy what he's doing? Teach him yeah. to get involved? Because he's doing everything right.
0: That's the thing. I so. think he's, uh, he, he's the one getting involved and, and trying to take it upon himself to win the game in those tight games. And Teddy's doing the same thing, but it's just not working as well. He, Teddy's trying to make the game his own as well, but he's... Just, uh, Manu just seems to be working for him It's not working with Teddy. So
1: one of, one of the beauties of the Roosters Usually when they're in form Is they usually put on a lot of points And they play the sweep on the left and the right really well And Tedesco's in every set play that they do You know, they do a lot of set plays And even if he's not running the line uh, to receive He's running the decoy So uh, Manu plays that tough up through the middle And, and the, and the bron- and Roosters have found themselves In some tough up the middle games Which has really forced him to play Almost like a forward um, you know, he, he doesn't mind a tough run. So, you know, in the tough games, you're right, he does shine and in the easier games where they've got the sweet play, they generally cut Manu out.
2: Like yeah. I loved I loved last week's game. Yeah. Even though, you know, as a Bronx fan we lost in the last five minutes, but seeing Stags and Manu
0: oh,
2: both certainly. just dominate their opposite centre wing. Yeah. Like I, I haven't seen someone being dominated like Stags dominated Dominated Momo yeah. for a while. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to
0: call someone their bitch, he got it. <laughs> wow. That's it. That's we'll move on to the fifth most traded in <laughs> player this week. And this one, um, I can agree with as well, but it's the last week you can get him. And that's uh, Mitch Moses. Uh, break even of minus 25. You're paying to the roof for him at 655K. And you've got 4,000 people trading this <laughs> week. The only way I can see this being. Uh, the reason why I like this trade is because a lot of the guys, everyone really wants to get Cleary in their team. And this guy is on the way up. Cleary is on the way down. If they meet in the middle there, it's a, almost a clean swap when it happens. So I, I like this trade a lot. Your thoughts, Glenn?
1: Okay, so I'll give you the pros and the cons. So the cons for me are this. One is you're paying overs for, clear, for him. Mm. Two is you are buying him for the good draw. So you really wanted to start him or pick him up round one, two, or three. Where now at round six, round 10, their draw really starts to become tough. And we all know that Moses goes MIA in those sort of games. Um, so, um, you know, he, he will make you money. And as the, the pros, he, he's playing in a side that's just playing really well. He's playing really well. And the other upside to him, as you just pointed out, is that he'll make you money and get you the clear equipment. So, you know, you have to weigh up the, to what you're trying to do. If you're just buying him for the points, I don't, don't think that's the answer. If you're buying him to get to another player, I think it's not a bad play.
2: Your thoughts, Broad, on Moses? Yeah. Again, you know, I can't justify to bring him in my team anywhere. I'm not getting rid of fines. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't afford him if I go in from Snyder. So. But, you know, if you're good enough to start with him, then then good luck. Um, but, like, what we see a lot of people do, a lot of people are just chasing those points with these people on this list this week. Um, yeah. Okay. And you probably miss the boat by one or two, so I'll yeah, probably stay away I, and and look somewhere else.
0: Yeah, I think I think the only way, the only really reason you can justify this is if you're not trading out Hines to get him. I still don't believe Teddy is the right trade to get him. And I, the only reason I could say this working is if you had like a did who's almost peaked now, um, someone like him where you can get him in that way, and that way you can get that link to Cleary later on. Um, so I wouldn't be comfortable having him in there as well. Ride those highs out, and then get um jump onto the next jump onto Cleary when he um drops. But even then, that that might not tom out very well because uh, if you, if he peaks at a certain t- round, which would be about round ten, you have got three more rounds and then Origins on. Well, so you, I could bring
1: him in this round myself. So one of the things mm. that I did look at was that I could go Billy Smith to Koala, and I had the money to turn Walker to Moses and mm. bring Ilias down. And I and I didn't I didn't hate it. I also mm. could have bought him Munster as well, but I I really you know. There's so many options for me this week, and I, and I think, Moses, there is reasons to do it to get the Cleary. So it isn't something I've ruled out. So I just want to say that in case I do it and people say <laughs> you didn't say, you know, that's what you were doing. But it's unlikely yeah. I will.
0: Yeah. All right, uh, we'll move on to the top five most traded out players. Uh, number one I agree with, guys, uh, Nani. I think he's peaked. Break even at 79. He's made a bit of cash there for us. He's now priced at 457. Um, and they've got 5,000 people trading him out this week. Your thoughts on that one, Glenn?
1: Yeah, that's a good good move. I, I mean, I'm Nani is the one that I at the beginning of the season I was starting with one three fifty k player, and it was Nani, Lukai, Lukey, or Katoa, and I got it wrong. And and um, you know Nani he did did his job, but he's got terrible base. You don't want to play him in your seventeen because you will get ugly scores from him. He will have them big games, but I think he's made the money. Is this is the perfect time
2: to move him on? Yeah, Rod. Yeah, same as Glenn. I went Katoa as well. Um, Katoa was good the first week. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, by us, week, you know, he, he got his injuries, and like me and Glennie always do, uh, we know those injuries. Yeah. So when we talked about it, one of us should have probably jumped off, knowing the other one was going to have bad luck. So, um, yeah. But again, like you said, he's topped out. Sell him on. Um, mm-hmm. Don't buy Roddy Jones from
0: him Go someone better Yeah, go up Yeah, well I'm, I, I, I'm trading at Manai this week um, I, I started with him I did get the There was like a One in three chance You got the right 350 player And I got him So um, Yeah, I was lucky to have him in Starting with for the year And I, I rode those highs And now I'm getting a few lows So it's time to offload him uh, The next one I, one <laughs> Yeah, that's it
2: Lucky you got one of them, eh?
0: Yeah, that's it <laughs> I picked a few right players, yet they just didn't fire at the right time and I didn't play him or something happened that was just, yeah, it's all right, we're on the way up, we're moving forward. All right, um, next one I believe is a bit of a rage trade and I totally don't agree with this trade whatsoever, um, that's Teddy, break even 102, you've got 5,000 coaches trading him out this week. Uh, Glenn, I know, I'm pretty sure we made ourselves clear on this one. Um, so I've
1: been listening to other pods today, and one of them just kept going on and on and on about selling to and buying Cleary, and I was like, that just makes no sense to me. Cleary has got a—he's going to lose a big chunk of cash. I, I, even if he said it to me. Next after this round, that would make more sense, yeah. but not this round because I mean, I mean, even Teddy's got a high break-even, but uh, he's a proven gun. Just don't do it. I mean, I, I can't wait till next week. I, I hope I'm right. I I see him as a 120 um, score this week, and I'm even considering putting the C on him.
0: Yeah. Um, Your thoughts on Teddy, bro? I know you own him too.
2: He's not a sell. Um, (laughs) Just silly. Um, You know, the only only way I'll probably sell Teddy um, is when Turbo comes back and on a run, Mm -hmm. um, or if he gets injured. uh, It's probably the only way that I'm going to sell Teddy now, especially with. trail out for so long Um, I don't see it but you know what if everyone wants to do it I'm more than happy um, because I'll take the points this week and like Len you know he's with Hass out with the Sharks and Melbourne um, having so many captain options that are now playing each other Um, you know he is a a big choice for a captain this week so
0: yeah. How often have we seen it though when Everyone jumps off Teddy after one bad week. Because every year he has that at least one bad week where he gets that low score. How often have we seen it when he's come back and smashed it at 150?
1: Yeah.
0: And, and we, we all saw what Drinkwater did to the Warriors last week. He got Like 98 points, I think he got. He got one try and a uh, try assist in that. I think, um, I think Teddy's going to tear him apart. And that's just my theory there. So I I've, um, haven't locked him in, but I've definitely got my eye set on him as my captain this week. So yeah, it's a bit weird. I think I I reckon this will this five thousand coaches might wake up to themselves. I think there might be just a bit of a rage trading there. Um they'll just have the uh the whole week from Tuesday onwards to not see him in their team and remember what happened last week. Maybe they're just doing that for they'll reverse that trade before lockout. Uh next one on the list, guys, with uh four thousand people trading him out. Um I don't see anything wrong with this at all. I think uh is getting traded out. So I think he's uh, yeah, he was the trap that we all thought he was. Um, or oh, I definitely made myself clear I thought it was a trap but I don't think everyone knew it was a trap but they just wanted it right that high um, I think with Bullimore he's not an urgent sell um, just because he's not playing he's not going to lose any cash if you have no other issues and you want to get rid of Medi team and start strengthening up your side go for it Glenn
1: Yeah I mean you just said it all I mean the fact that he's not playing means he's not a rush you don't need to sell him yet you can wait. But I mean, if you're doing it to free up cash and going down, or if you're if you're turning him into someone better, then you know I think a lot of people a popular trade this will be, week for me will be a lot of people will be going Billy Smith or someone to Koala, and yeah. then they'll be upping that second row like a Nani or a Bulamore or a Katoa or someone in that position that they can um, turn
2: into another gun.
0: Yeah, I think um I think broad I think everyone will agree with that one, broad.
2: Yeah, I mean that's. I sold Bullimore a couple of weeks ago. Um, but, yeah, definitely a sell. And like Len said, you know, Bullemore is my kittower, um this week. Um, so that's exactly what I've done. So it's probably what people are doing, getting rid of that winger in, in second row or, or front row. Or so
1: so I can give you one reason not to sell. If you have him in the front row, this week we've lost Hass, which means Hass is going to the bench. So if you have someone like a Alolo in your second row, that enables you to play Josh King in one position, use Bullimore down to second row, bring Lolo up in your front row, and then you can play Lolo and Josh King in your front row or, you know, um, someone else that you may have that's a dual, possibly like a Narrow or a Savita Pango Jr. Um, so just bear that in mind. If you haven't looked at that option, you know, that, that enables you to do that little um, moving
0: around. Yeah, that's it. Um, the, ne- the next uh, most trade the fourth on this list here, uh, I don't even like this player, but I still don't think he's a sell. Um, and that's Xavier Coates. Uh, I don't think he's a sell this week. I think he's got a low break even. Um, I still don't like him. I'm not going to sit here and say how much I like this guy as a player. He, he has that nice ceiling and very, very low base, but I still don't think he's a sell at this point. I think he's at least one more week hold. His break even's only 38, um, but 3,000 people trading him out. So I. Uh, only way I can see people trying to sell him is to try and get onto a pod or a gun in the center wing like him or Graham. Um, your thoughts on that one, Glenn?
1: Uh, what was his break even, mate? I didn't. Thirty
0: eight. At... So there's a chance the way he plays is that he might miss that break even, but there's a bloody big enough chance that he will get that break even as well. So even if he doesn't get the break even, he's not going to go down that much.
1: Yeah. So they're playing the Sharks this week. I wouldn't be playing him at least if I owned him. I, I personally would sell him. I, I wouldn't have owned him in the first place. That's probably yeah. how I would come across at that. But I think that if you already own him, you know, I mean, depending on what you're doing, if you're turning him into someone better, I just wouldn't go from him to koala if that's what people yeah. well, I mean, yeah, I I probably wouldn't do that. I mean, the job security on koala is still not very certain.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's right. But oh yeah, like I said before, I, I never like this guy as a player, but I, I, I wouldn't be trading him. I definitely wouldn't be trading him down. I think up is the only way to go with him. So something like a nano a, a nano to cooler, and then you can go him to, to anyone you want in the center wing. That'll be free because he's that good price. Uh Broad, I know we discussed coats at the start of this pod. Um your thoughts, mate? Would you sell him?
2: Yeah, I'd just like to make a call out to Tim Timio. Um told you so. Um <laughs> Uh, look, look at him. Like, even as a Broncos fan, he—he he just hurt you. Like, the guy is so talented. Yeah. And Melbourne keep bringing all these dud players in and making them champions, and then they take this guy who, let's let's be honest, had a had a pretty good season in a disgraceful Broncos team. Played Origin, looks good. But he just doesn't offer anything um, except for taking that last last catch. Doesn't put himself in the game. All this feedback on, you know, Fifi not getting involved, but Coates does nothing, so He's a great sell, player. sell, sell.
1: He's just not a super coach player.
0: Yeah, that's it. Like he, he he might get a lot of tries, but those tries are usually from kicks and it's literally just seventeen points. It's not gonna be a line breaker or anything. A lot of those tries he gets he needs to get like four tries to get a ton. So um, yeah. but in saying that He's, in saying that I still wouldn't
2: sell him this week. I'd wait a week. Yeah. He's
0: the
2: Fox 2.0. Yeah, exactly. And the Fox now is just nothing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the
2: Fox
1: still doing better than him.
0: Yeah, that's right.
2: <laughs> that's sad. <laughs>
0: yeah. And last on the list, guys, with three thousand trade outs this week, and this one is no brainer, and that's Dom Young. He's out uh, injured. So three hundred and eighty-nine K. Um this is one that I could potentially see downgrading to cooler if need be, um, and yeah, like I said, he's, even when he, even if he was playing, I suggest you traded him out because he's breaking with seventy eight as well. So, Glenn, your thoughts? Yeah,
1: no, nothing else to say. The guy's injured, yeah. is a, mm-hmm. it's Yeah, trade him to Kyle. It's a perfect one. Just on Kyle, the guys. Just there is some mail that I mean, I look. I don't believe that he'd be named and not play by Des. But there is people, there are talks on around in different chats that he might move out. So just keep an eye on that. So if you're buying young, uh, buying Koala and you're putting him in your four and that's only four you've got the centre wing, just be cautious and make sure you keep an eye on if you have a scenario to cover that, if that goes pear shape.
0: Yeah, so that's that's exactly what I'm going through right now. Um I've got the four center wings and that includes Koala after my trade. Um, but I haven't made my boost yet And my boost would involve selling Billy Smith And I have about another 20k there So uh, there's a couple of options out there um, For example, uh, Sawali could jump into the team as well um, Or even if he doesn't jump into Kevin Nagrama there Who I can trust as a decent scorer for the week yeah. um, Or as I mentioned earlier I can go for a bit of safety in base And uh, bring you and can down and bring in Brody Jones uh, Which I probably don't want to do But um, yeah, it's definitely some safety there He has a bet 45 points I'll, I'll get safely So uh, Broad um, I don't think There's anything to add Really about Dom Young Definitely a sell No
2: Definitely a sell yep. Let's uh, Get on
0: the next one <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much i just still on top five And bottom five uh, For trade-ins uh, We're going to start Talking about Different strategies guys Moving forward So If you're like me And you're sitting Just inside The top 50k uh, We're going to try And talk about Some different strategies here That could help you Get up those ranks a bit faster. Uh, I'll start with the first one. Uh, and this is what I'm doing this week is targeting a high ceiling pod with a good draw coming up. So, my high ceiling pod that I'm going to get this week is owned by 3.6 percent of coaches, and that's Campbell Graham. Um, especially the way the Rabbitohs has been playing lately, um, they haven't been getting much action on that left side as much as I thought. It's just not firing for them, so it tends to go get flung straight back to the right hand side and Campbell Graham is reaping the benefits. And, and the other one as well is call him a Matangi as well. Um, I don't think he's as safe. I think he's he's a bit hit and miss as well with some games. That's why I'm sticking strong to um, Campbell Graham. Um, any other strategies there, Glenn, that you might think of um, besides that that you could, uh, if you're low on the ranks?
1: <laughs> well, most coaches usually in the first six rounds um, are fattening up on the bench, you know, trying to make money. It's about now, and I know most players including myself now will be trading one down one up and um and that's pretty much the process from here on in so trade down the one to making money trade up the one to a gun you know you should be using two cows to do that so one cow should be going up and one cow should be coming down if that makes sense um look i'd look at the draws roosters panthers eels and of course the bunnies all have good draws so i'd be looking at players you know like the murrays and the Uh, I I don't mind Kulamatungi actually. I think that his floor is a little low. It's 40 to 40, between 40 and 50. So, yeah, he does got a low floor. They've got a great – the two upsides to him is he's going to make you money and he also um, is on that right edge of a bunny side that's got a beautiful draw. Yeah, I'd be just looking at draw dependent now and trying to find whether – and, look, the only other thing I'll say is you're not going to get ahead by buying who other people have bought. So try and get that next thing the next one. And I think Campbell Graham is a very good example for that. He's nicely priced. He's got a nice draw. It's in the centre wing position where you should start to be building now. And um, yeah, I think Campbell Graham is a perfect buy.
0: Um, any other thoughts there, Broad? Uh, other options you can look at to try to get, catch the crowd? You're on mute there, Broad.
2: Can't hear you. You're on mute. I'm probably going to go, go out. outside the box uh get some captain choices because yeah, yeah. probably not in the position yet to actually um, to get those players. You know, I do love pods, but at the moment I'm I'm, I'm probably playing a little bit of a catch-up game, um, so it's probably the captain points for me. Uh, I'll I'll have a look. I've got a couple of sneaky ones that I'm I'm looking at this week, mm-hmm. um, but you know on Thursday. Thursday, tomorrow, you know, I'll have a look at what those procedures are and, and the vice captains, and, and then I'll have a have a play from there.
0: Yeah, so one of the other things that I'm looking at as well, there's another strategy that I think is extremely important, is you need to take, a, take advantage of every option you could possibly have. And by this, I mean, you need to look at the vice captain's option, potentially, to try and get that really pod uh, double play there. So, for example, um, I'll give the guys a shout-out here, the nrlstats.com. Um, I'm on this page right now, and it has a stat, a little page here where it says best positions, um, the best, sorry, it's positions versus teams by rank. So I'm looking at it right now, and this is one thing, this is a stat that might surprise a lot of people here, but the number one team equal with the Broncos for letting in points for hookers is Parramatta Eels. Yeah, that's right. This is a, you wouldn't think so by not knowing, but this is a great little tool that I use. Um, and not and right next to that little table They've also got a PPM as well um, stat. So he tells you the PPM That the hookers are getting put into um, Against certain teams So like for example Parramatta are leaking also the most points to fullbacks So it's extremely I know only a five game sample at the moment But as this goes on As the year goes on um, Look at this and say All right, Who am I looking at? looking at Teddy right now And Teddy's up against the Warriors the Warriors are the fifth worst For letting in Letting in uh, points to fullbacks. Looking at the stat table right now, so definitely a good option there. So if you can look at matchups and look at these pod plays that might be outside the box, um, utilize the VC and get the captain right. Um, this is something that really will help you jump ahead, Glenn.
1: Yeah. So what I wanted to say is most sides when we set up or, or us that have been playing for a while will generally go two gun fullbacks. Then we'll generally go a gun halfback, a gun five eight. And two cheapies, and then usually a gun hooker and a, and a cheapie. And then we, and second row for me, I usually try and get a couple of s- strikes, you know, probably two, even three if I can, that are good in that position. Um, but what I would suggest to people is one way you could catch up is that you could either play five, even six centre wings on the right bases, or you could even start filling in your so have four gun halves, like a Cleary, a Heinz, a, a Munster, and a, um, a Brown or for me i've got cook so one of the options i can go this week is by going grant and running two gun hookers so i'll have two gun fullbacks two gun hookers and then start working my way down um so yeah you know if you if you're thinking to yourself you know look at your side and think where can i add some strike to my side Mm.
0: yeah i I do agree with that as well Um, one thing i will say as well is not just um you're trying to think of it like a bucket of water. You gotta like, you're, you're trying to stop the leak. So you got to try and get these players like Grant, who, who are the ones that are actually... Yeah. Um, I know that it's, it's kind of the opposite of what we just said. We don't want um, to k- match the players ahead of us. But we also don't want to stop that bleed as well, stop that leak. So you've got to catch those guys there and then get a couple of really good pods to try to um, catch up in that direction. Well, so- for me,
1: can I just say something on that? So for me, Grant, everybody's got Grant. Nobody's mm-hmm. got Cook. And yeah. luckily for me, Cook's been somewhat matching it to Grant or, you know, the points per dollar definitely be matching in. you know, yeah. based on the point price being cheaper. So if I bring in Grant, I'm matching them and then I've still got my pod, do you know what I mean? And I just hope that people don't jump onto a cookie, you know what I mean? So um, it's definitely a play for me this week. It's over going Grant. Uh, I haven't decided yet. It's over Grant, Murray... IPAP or um, Campbell Graham mm-hmm. or,
0: or Moses or Munster. <laughs> mm-hmm. Stop naming five eights as well, mate. You don't have <laughs> you're not much luck with them this year. <laughs> All right, so I hope that that really helped uh, a lot of the guys. I know I, um, it opened my eyes a little bit because I need to yeah catch up as well. So I'm hoping that really helped everyone who's uh, lagging behind there. Don't let yourselves get caught down. Like I was pretty down last week, as you could probably tell by my mood, uh, and I literally just know, took a step back and took a deep breath and focused on what I need to do. Uh, Just do that, guys. Um, I I still reckon I can make top 1,000. Even though I'm 46,000 right now, I know I can still do it. And, yeah, trust your gut. My gut was on fire this week. It's been pretty bad for the last month. But um, I was pretty happy with my gut. Trust your gut, guys. All right. Uh, We'll start with Glenn here. Uh, What are the strategies? I know there's a couple of guys out there. and Top 10K, for example. You want to try and maintain that position but also try and move up. Well, and you're pretty experienced being in this position there, Glenn. Uh, what are your thoughts, mate?
1: Yeah, well, I've been in that position a lot of the time and that's where I start to fill in the gaps. Like I said, what I just mentioned a, a minute ago, it's the same kind of thing. But, I mean, I, try and get that next one, you know what I mean? Where in this case, if you're already up there, don't, try and get the ones that everyone's now jumping on. If you're up there already, you know, like the Murrays or the Grants or the Cooks or the whoever they are, I mean – yeah, I, I follow the draw. I just try and fill in them key positions first. That would be my goal to you. And, and I would start in the halves. and the full. I mean, you should already have two gun fullbacks if you don't fix it now because that's 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 your problem if you're not doing well. And, yeah, and then look over two hookers. But usually I would suggest two halves or two 5.8s depending on, you know, so Munster, Brown, Hines, Cleary. Uh, if you, look, Cleary could be a good one for people to get back on, just not yet. Just not yet. Just wait a week, maybe
0: two more, and then jump on. Yeah, that's one of my thoughts because I'm not up there this year, but I have been up there. And the best um, thing that I thought was, while I'm up here, I'm I'm not going to fall back too far if I just take a step back and now get my team right. You know what I mean? So you have that leeway. So you can sit there and you can focus on, uh, all right, I'm in the right position right now. What can I do to get ahead of the game? So like, for example, last year was I'm in the right position. I might grab iPad. And how good that turned out for everyone. You know what I mean? So you're you're trying to get that right player um, that might be, might even get him around early just to get ahead of that game. And then everyone's trying to get this guy in and you've already got him. So if um, you're
1: ahead, you should already have. So what usually happens when you're up ahead, what I found for me is that I already own the players everyone's buying. Quite often I'll look at the top 10 players and I'll say, I own eight of those 10. And then the second thing I'll look is I'll look at the the players coming in and I own four of those six. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. So I'm going. I'm moving on to the next player. while they're all buying the one that i that's just done well for me. And yeah. so if you if you can get yourself in a position where you're buying the next one, you're always ahead of the game.
0: And an example that I was thinking of um, with one player that I'm keeping an eye on personally um, is uh, Angus Crichton. Uh, I think uh, after last week, he as soon as he came on the field, he looked that their roosters looked way better. Um, and he's dropping down to a nice juicy price right now, so I think um, not as maybe not as soon as he gets named, but I might try and take a pun on him um, when he's a bit um, when he starts getting named and get on him a bit earlier because uh, we all know what he can do. It's not a, I don't think it's a risk at all. I think we all know what he can do when he's on fire, and I think he's shown that in the last couple of weeks in that very short minutes that he's been getting. Um, so I, I'm keeping a close eye on him, and I might jump on him. Potentially sooner rather than later if he gets named if especially after there's a, I know there was a concussion last week with um with that butcher So I'm not sure there's a big big turnaround between games So we should still be fine to play but um, just keep an eye on that uh, brought any uh, strategies that you've uh, I know you haven't been up top very often but uh any, any strategies you might think of mate, that you uh, we've
2: left out might be up top very often, but I win enough herbie cups mate. <laughs> so we'll keep that on the side Um. No, great can well, offer too, is
1: from a head-to-head perspective.
0: Yeah, that's right.
2: You know, I've I told told you all at the start of this year that I go too many pods. I've got to go more with the pack. Look what happened. <laughs> Absolutely worst start of my uh, entire Supercoach career. My players were scoring crap. Like I should have just stuck with my guns and done what... I normally do. Mm. I'll probably do that next year and it will probably work out the complete opposite so <laughs> look we'll live and learn um, but yeah I'll start I'll start getting getting onto some players that I, I think will be good and, and we'll see what happens so
0: yeah, I think from a from a head to head perspective I think um, you've got to start looking at not your, obviously not your overall rank you're looking at where you're on the ladder um, and on the ladder for example there's a couple of mine where I'm on the bottom there and I haven't got I've got to focus on getting those pods um, every week to try to combat what um, my opponent's doing. So, um, for example, this week, I was uh, lucky enough to have um, my opponent have Munster and Fafita. I was planning on trading both those guys here uh, this week, like I mentioned earlier, um, and I didn't just to match my head-to-head and it saved me. Um, so, yeah, it's just something to, something to look at. Always look at your... Um, your opponents head to head, especially I know that we've all got cashies that we're in or um, something like that, but the, I, uh, my um, biggest fear is losing, is uh, coming last in the Herbert cup. There's no cash involved in that. It's just all pride. Uh, and yeah, so every single year, all I do, I pin that league on top of it. And I just look at the head to head every single week on that. And that's all I want to do. So um, the other tips I'll give there as well is if you're, Versing your head head-to-head, and you've got, say, I know you've had 10 players play. Your projection's looking pretty good. You're looking like you're going to beat them. Uh, my suggestion is if you need to have any trades you want to use, match their players. Match the players they have so they have less pods against you and you're uh, pretty much secure to win. And um, Bro- Brod, he himself, is actually really good at this. He'll sit there and watch what they're doing. Um, yeah. yeah, so head-to-head is much more uh, eyes-up footy, pretty much. You've got to sit there looking at your... Yeah, um, You've got everything in front of you. You've got the head-to-head uh, opponent next year. So you just eyes up footy, uh, trade as you go. Like, my mind changed about 20 times last week, um, purely based on my head-to-head. So, um, Any other thoughts there, Glenn, that you could uh, look at if you're uh, up top there, mate?
1: No, well, I, like I said, I'm strictly an overall player. I don't play head-to-head. If I played the head-to-head, my strategy would be completely different. I would know exactly what my opponent's doing. Hmm. My best strategy probably is I don't care what anyone else is doing. I do what I'm doing and uh, because it's purely based on overall. If I was a head-to-head yeah. player, I wouldn't even be worrying about buy rounds. I'd even be willing to forego them um, based, you know, it might make sense to you, but I think that, you know, you could really do well in, on the in-betweens by having all them guns and not, you know, focusing so much on the two two main ones, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And you could save a lot of trades there because trades would be very handy. But in overalls, um, a lot of us will burn through them quickly at the start overall players because it's the way we play to build quick. We're trying to get up there quickly. And, uh, and that's what I do. I build in a way that I get up the top quick and then I try to mess around from there.
0: Cool. All right, guys. Hope that was helpful. Um, the other things, I've got a couple of notes here I've written down about strategies to stay on top is um, don't try to, try to avoid any scary antipods. Um, I think that's a big one. Um, try uh, try to um, in a similar kind of concept. Try to match the overall ownership. So you don't want to be getting too many. You don't want to be missing out on too many guns there. Um, and minimal pods. I say minimal because you still want to get those pods. And because even though we might be in the top, say 1,000, you still want to come first. So you still want to get those minimal pods. But you get those. Be, be smart about it.
1: And I just right. have one more thing, sorry. It's a really important part of the strategy that is that we haven't spoken about, and that's revenue. So I try and build my side to $13.5 million. That's my objective as, as the, the amount that I want to get to. I always look at it, I write out a side and I look at it and think, how much is it going to cost me to get to that side? And then I stop building cash once I get to that objective uh, amount. You know what I mean? And so just remember when you're upping players, and your downing players make sure you don't just down to enough and up to a gun and leave yourself in a position where you're no longer churning so make sure that down player is still making money your bench has always got to be making money that's 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 its prime objective is to make money to so you can invest that money and fill the gap so that you get more and more guns
0: true all right guys um let's uh talk about our trades this week i'll start so, this week I am going uh, Nanai to Kula, and um, I'm going J- Jermaine Tanua Brown to Campbell Graham. Um, so, that'll actually help me, allow me to bring Tomalolo to the front row, you and Aiken back up the second row, and then I'll bring Campbell Graham in there. So, that's my um, my trades this week. Um, I'm um, a bit concerned about Kula starting. And like I mentioned earlier, I do I have three non playing reserves. On the bench there, so if Cooler is for whatever reason named out, I still need to have him in my team to build that cash to get to Campbell Graham. However, I'll, I can use the boost if I need to to bring that last player in and have that. And I'll, I'll be bringing in someone probably safe, in, and it, it sounds bad, but it'll be more than likely Brody Jones. Um, your trade, Glenn
1: Okay, so I've nailed it down to two. I my I'm selling Walker to Tait. That's a given. I'm definitely mm-hmm. doing that. The second trade for me is I'm either going Randall to Grant, and I, and I really didn't want to do that trade this week. I was hoping that Randall would play with that negative break, even make me a bit of coin and then do it next week. But I just think I might that's possibly where I'll go. The other option is that I'll go Katoa to Zia Papali. So it's one of those two um, as my second, Papali or Grant. Mm-hmm.
0: Sounds good. Uh, broad, mate, what, uh, what trades are you looking at? You're on mute,
2: mate. Um, so going Katoa and um, Gildart.
0: Yeah.
2: And I'm looking to bring Koala and Arrow. Um, yeah, nice. Yeah, I like that. Arrow's probably not the one that I probably need at the moment. Probably need that pod. But I think with the next couple of weeks, um, I need to do it so I don't lose any more ground. Yeah. Um, I am looking to use the boost on maybe a Moan slash uh, Lindsay Collins and that's where I might go apart if I do bring in um, if I do use the boost but that one's a very new idea um, probably just while we've been chatting mm. so I'll go and have a play around with that one cool. and we'll Sounds see what good.
0: happens Sounds good Alright, finally let's talk about our captain and vice-captain choices I'm going to go a little bit different this week um, I'm going to look at you you guys are going to laugh at me. Um, I'm looking at vice-captaining Styling, um against the Cowboys in the first game. Uh, we all know he has a ceiling when he when he wants to, and I think with Savage on the bench there uh, and Frawley uh, not being named, I'm liking the idea he might get more minutes, and I love... I, I think that the defense through the middle from the Cowboys isn't ideal, and I've seen um, Starling take good advantage of that in the past against the Knights a couple of years back when he got 170. But... Um, and then at the moment, I'm looking at VCing Teddy. i was uh, captaining Teddy. So um, if I don't do staling I might chicken out? I might look at someone like Campbell Graham and double down on my trade. Gwen? I like the
1: Campbell Graham one better, buddy. All right, so my VC is out of two, possibly three players. At the moment, it's Cook. I'm VCing Cook. But I have considered May or Targo as a VC option. And then my C option is either going to be, if I buy IPad, it's going to be IPad. Or Tedesco, but I think I'm leaning towards Tedesco, so I'd probably
2: be Cook Tedesco. Cool, and Brad, um, Fifi, mate. Fifi is my VC at the moment. Mm. Um, I think he could have a cracker of a game, and then my captain will be uh Teddy or Grant. Um, All the Grant, I like Grant's out base. Um and he's, you know, to be honest, he's probably that safer capture captain option this week, um, where we could all, you know, use the bank on us. I think Grant's that, that guy. Or I'd love to VC uh, a Panthers, because I can pretty much say they're going to put 40 or 50 points on the Bronx this week, so... Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, right. well, I'm hoping so because, uh, on the next note, uh, we're a couple of us are heading down to the Panthers game. So, me, Broad, and a couple other guys are traveling up from Canberra to go watch the Panthers versus the Broncos this Friday night, Good Friday. So, feel free, guys, to um, if you come see us on the hill, um, come have a beer with us. Yeah, um, anyone. um, and if the Panthers lose, you'll probably see some very drunk, fat, bearded guy doing a streak and getting tackled by security. So no names mentioned. Yes, he got by leaving. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> is anything else to add, guys, while we're here? Yeah, I think
1: we could just do bold predictions because, oh, yeah. I mean, one of my predictions I want to say because of what um, Brody just said. So this is going to be a, an odd one. I'm going to say that um, Grant, 55 or under versus Sharks, I'm going to say Cook 85 plus. I'm going to go Teddy 120 plus. This is the round he bounces back.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm going to be um, on the spot here because I didn't even think of any. But I'm going to say one right now. I'm going to double down on my VC option, and I'm going to say Starling to get his first ton um, against the Cowboys. Um, trying to think, any other ones there? I think. Um, ooh, put him on the spot here. I'm going to say, this is not really a bold prediction, but I will say that Cleary will come back and this week he'll get 120 plus. Um, And I like to say, I know I I said it earlier and I'll probably double down again and say, Teddy will get 150 this week. That's a big one. Rod?
2: All right, here we go. Um, (laughs) I'll go against Glenn. Grant will go 100. Um I reckon Fifi is on uh, for another eighty plus game. Um, and one of my players to get injured for eight weeks or more. We've <laughs> <laughs> had our share Not really bold. It's, it's it's pretty it's pretty safe bet, but
0: paying a dollar sports
2: bet.
1: I, I actually <laughs> like the on this week. I actually think he's a good matchup um, myself. So I just wanted to say that I I think he's got a nice matchup, but I don't really like rate Manly this year
2: in their defense. No, uh, yeah, no, that's what I mean. Like I just just with how they've been playing, um, they've got new centers, wingers, you know, fullback, the lot. Yeah. Um, and you know, like it's also what you right could do with one run. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If someone passes him the ball three times, you know, he could he could destroy Manly by himself. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm still I'm still not sold on him how he played this weekend. I don't know what it is. I, I know I, I know he did good and he does magic things and everything, but I'm still not sold. Um, I, I, but I've kept him because I just want to. I want it. I want to be sold. So um, I just want to see the FIFA of old. And I, I know we got glimpses of it last week, but and he, yeah, he's on that on that. note he got a little boost up there in the upgrades to 107. But yeah, um. I'm still not sold. The way he played is still waiting for the ball, but I'm hoping that the the Titans have learned just getting the ball early. Let him. And maybe he's learned to get a bit deeper in the line rather than be right up in the line. So, I'm hoping you're right. I'm hoping it goes better again this week. And all those guys that jumped off are going to regret it.
1: I think that Stags definitely the Broncos definitely looked like they were more interested in getting Stags more ball. I don't know if feeder so much was getting the possession we would like as an owner, But stags definitely did I, I saw enough from stags to say that if he does it again i bring him back and i don't usually like selling and bringing back but i think stags i will I, I i really did like what i saw from stags last week
0: true true all right guys i think that wraps everything up tonight um we'll be back again next wednesday um make sure you hit us a like on youtube or listen to us if you don't want to see our face on spotify um talk to you again next week peace out Later guys. Hey brothers. I want win. I want that trophy. <laughs> I want that trophy. I want that trophy.